So Maria Lucy, thank you so much. Maria is a lovely dietitian and thank you, Maria, for coming along to our empowering podcast here uh, that we're doing to empower you all. And what we decided, we would educate you about eating. And one of the reasons I did this, Maria, was that I have so many patients that are coming into me and they're going to nutritionists, they're going all sorts of diets on the web. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it's my worry that they're not getting the correct information. So I wanted a registered dietitian here in front of me to really lead us in the way. And I just want to introduce Maria. She's a core registered dietitian and member of the Irish Nutrition and Dietetic Institute. She graduated with a first class honours in dietetics from Trinity College, my alma mater, Maria, mm-hmm. in 2016. And since then, she has worked in the acute community and private setting. She also has a huge interest in the FODMAP diet and in, in gut. So we'll talk all about that. And she volunteered as a dietitian in a hospital in Uganda in 2018 and carried out research on weight loss surgery in the United mm-hmm. States. So you're very well equipped to, to <laughs> talk to us. Maria and originally you're from County Cork and you love food and nutrition and it comes from your mother's baking isn't that right yes and you also grew up in a a playing Gaelic football under the Cork's ladies football team so a very very strong tradition there so Maria do you want to tell us what is normal eating for men and women would you mind leading us by that telling us that yeah no problem at all so thank you very much for having me Mary I'm delighted to be here Uh, When it comes to what is normal eating and what diet we should be following, I think we have so many messages out there now that it's very confusing for people. Mm -hmm. And we have someone saying you should eat this way and some people saying, no, no, you need to follow this diet. And really, the the best way of eating for someone is finding a diet that works for you. Mm -hmm. So it needs to meet your nutritional needs. It needs to be good for you in terms of your long-term health. But it also needs to work for your life. It needs to be implementable with your family life, with your work life, with your social life. And I think we need to be able to enjoy food because at the moment, a lot of us fear food. Mm -hmm. We think food is what makes us gain weight. Mm -hmm. We think food is what gives us cancer and food is what gives us chronic diseases. But food is actually what keeps us slim. It keeps Mm -hmm. us physically well it keeps us mentally well so keeps our hormones going it keeps yeah mm-hmm. it keeps our hormones happy um so i think we need to um take a step back and relax a little bit with have a healthy approach. relationship with food is really what you're saying uh, yes yeah exactly mm. because i see some people and they are really caught up in how they're eating and, and they have excellent diets but mm. It's taking from their quality of life, which isn't what you want mm-hmm. either. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think, I suppose one of the problems we have is there's so much information out there. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to, um, you know, a 20 year old that came into you, be male or female, what would you advise them, Maria, to eat mm-hmm. healthily? Um, I think if we want to follow a particular kind of a dietary pattern, and mm-hmm. if you're in good health, the one, the diet that has a lot of research behind it would be a Mediterranean style diet. Mm-hmm. So that is good for your mental health and it's good for your physical health. Good. And that would be a diet that is rich in lots of fruit, lots of vegetables, lots of nuts, seeds, beans, peas, legumes and little amounts of dairy and meat and lots of oily fish and healthy fats as well. Okay, so if you were to tail breakfast, midday, evening, what would you say, Maria? Mm -hmm. Just to spell it out for people. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So I think in Ireland, what we tend to do is we tend to have very a little breakfast we might have something like about a toast or cereal but it's not it's not always that balanced mm-hmm. and i think what we what we need to do in ireland is uh 80 of us are not eating enough fiber mm-hmm. 
Um, women Which leads to gut cancer, obviously, because yeah. of the slow transit. So we need to improve that. Mm-hmm. And then women, a lot of us are not getting enough iron and calcium then as well. So mm-hmm. I think we need to be pushing things into our diet. Mm-hmm. So I would be encouraging people to if you want to look at your look at your lunch and your dinner plate. Mm-hmm. So your stomach is around the size of your fist mm-hmm. and it can expand around four times that. Okay. So when you're looking at your dinner plate, half of that or two fistfuls should be your vegetables, your salad, your fruit. Great. Then one quarter should be your protein source. So mm-hmm. your meat, your fish, your beans, your pulses, your legumes. And then one quarter should be your carbohydrates. So mm-hmm. your starchy um, carbohydrates like potatoes and pasta. So and is that true for all ages? We'll talk about menopause down the road, but we're talking about the teenager and the 20 year old. Is that true for all ages, Maria? For the most part, mm. teenagers, um, like female teenagers, they need uh, five servings of calcium, whereas when you're an adult, it's more you need around three servings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I suppose you're putting down a lot of your bone mass up mm-hmm. until the age of 19 or 20. So you, be, you really need to be having that bit more. So you're talking about your nuts and your, your yeah, yogurts and your, your cheeses, yogurts, yeah. your, your milk um, mm. and things like mm-hmm. that. Okay. And one of the big things I'm seeing at the moment is it's very trendy now to cut out dairy mm-hmm. and to go for the almond milks and the rice yes. milks and these things. And they are not equivalent. Um, nutritionally, they do not have the calcium. And that's something that we need for our bones. And it's something that you need. we need to be informed about. We need to... Absolutely, because it's a huge thing. Now, all patients coming in and they're all on this almond milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that if they're doing that, Maria, they've got to substitute or make sure they get the, the adequate calcium. Yeah. So you're saying five servings for... 20s and 30s and then older over over 40 is it it's five servings up until around 18, 18 and then okay. and then three unless you have unless you have higher needs higher for needs maybe like osteoporosis or yeah. something yes okay yeah. very good so i think um most people now they are ordering like their um their lattes based on the almond milk and what you need is you can go for one that's fortified mm-hmm. so that will have the calcium and the vitamin d and the iodine added in so it's just Oh Making well sure done. that you know those things. And mm-hmm. for breakfast, Maria, what would you recommend? I mean, the traditional thing is porridge, you know, and mm-hmm. but yeah. what do you say about some people are adding protein in? Like I have patients come in and porridge and they're having a boiled egg as well. Is that a good idea or what would you? For a lot of people, they're not having enough protein at breakfast. Mm. It's the one meal that we don't, a lot of people don't get protein at. Yes, yeah. And protein is really important for our muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And it also keeps our hormones our hunger hormone ghrelin Mm -hmm. it's the the best macronutrient keeping that under control brilliant so if you do have protein at breakfast you tend to we see people snacking less at night if they have a a decent breakfast with protein in it so Mm -hmm. i do think it is good to be making sure that you're having a boiled egg or greek yogurt or regular milk or soya milk that would also have the the protein in it. If you're having just a slice of toast or cereal, you might not be getting enough. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to be having we each of our meals, breakfast, lunch and dinner should really ha- be of equal size and of equal importance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We tend to have a big dinner and have a big steak mm-hmm. in our evening meals, mm-hmm. but have a, a little breakfast and a little lunch, whereas you need to be starting your day well. Well, and what would you say, like a lot of people would have porridge and Weetabix as mm. well. Would, would that be a good idea, Maria? Mm-hmm. Is that what you would suggest? Have that and the boiled egg maybe as well as yeah. a part of protein? Yeah, so mm. um, your Weetabix, your porridge, they're all great. But I would add in maybe some nuts and seeds to get in more fibre, some mm-hmm. healthy fats, some protein. Make sure you're making it with milk or soya milk or you're adding in a Greek yogurt. 
and maybe a boiled egg as well I suppose it depends on the individual mm. everyone has their own needs but I do think it is good to be making sure you're having a protein source at breakfast oh, girl, and what about this when you mention Greek yogurt you see normal Greek yogurt you see low fat Greek yogurt yeah. what should we be telling uh, the, our listeners and my patients what, what, what do you advice do you give them yeah Again, it depends. If you are watching your weight, you could go for the the lower fat if yeah. you want. Um, I think it, it really depends. They're they're it's a great food source. It's one of my favorite foods. Mm-hmm. Is the Greek yogurt. So it depends on the individual. If you're kind of watching your weight, and you, you can go for the lower fat versions, then mm-hmm. it's not too processed. This is the big worry, isn't it? The lower fat tends to be very processed. Yeah, some people, and people are trying to stay away from that. They're worried that when they take out the fat, they might add in sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not always the case with yogurts. If you look at the labels, mm-hmm. so if you look at the, the yogurt per 100 grams mm-hmm. and if it's under nine grams, it should be. That's that's good to go in my eye. Under nine grams of, of sugar. Of sugar. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. Because yeah. none of us have been taught how to read the labels. I know. You're going to have to do a whole podcast on that. Yeah. I'm afraid. Good girl. <laughs> and then evening time, Maria, what would you suggest for people to eat? Yeah. So evening, evening time again, you're coming back to your plate. And your balanced plate, you want half of that to be your vegetables, your salad. And what we tend to do is we have a full plate of pasta and our full plate of rice. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we have a little bit of veg maybe thrown in on the side. So it's not a balanced meal. Mm-hmm. So we really want to be adding in more vegetables into our diet. So half of your plate and then one quarter then would be the that's where your rice or your potatoes would come in and mm. one quarter protein then again. OK, OK. And vegetables, what ones do you highly recommend? And like when we sweet potato as well, you might just comment on what you think of, the, of, of yeah. those. Yes. So I would usually put the sweet potato in as your starchy carbohydrate. So that mm. will come in with your regular potatoes, your your pasta, your rice. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to vegetables, is that then, better than an ordinary potato? Or what yeah, no, think? that's a good question. And I get that a lot. I wouldn't say they they both have different um, nutrient profiles. Mm-hmm. So you might get uh, less starch in a sweet potato, but a regular potato, you might get more potassium. So they both have their, mm-hmm. they're both good in their own ways. Way. Good, yeah. good. I think the most important thing is variety in your diet. Because mm-hmm. um, we will come on to gut health in the moment. But mm-hmm. what's really important is variety because you get different nutrients, different vitamins, different minerals from all the different vegetables, potatoes, sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating um, the rainbow, mm-hmm. all the different colours, you're going to be meeting all of your nutritional needs. OK, OK, very good. So in the evening, Maria, you'll be suggesting a salad plate because they've had, say, their dinner in the middle that we discussed, mm-hmm. a salad plate and some fish or chicken. And then what about breads? What, what sort of breads do you advise? Yeah, again, I'm... Um, Trying to go for the the full fibre, the whole grain or Mm -hmm. the wholemeal versions would always be the better choice. If Mm -hmm. just to bulk up your fibre for most people, they would be the better option. The fibre will keep you feeling fuller for longer. Mm -hmm. And we know, again, it's better for the for the gut health. So I don't think we need to fear bread. And it's something we Mm. do fear. But often I get people saying that they think the bread is putting on weight. Mm But it's often the butter that they're putting on the bread that's putting on the way. Yes, okay. I must say, I'm a a, a lover of patients using butter, but sparingly. Yes. I I always preferred the the more unprocessed uh, butter to the the low fats. Um, Maria, then what uh, late at night? This is a big problem. People Mm -hmm. tend to binge a bit at night, don't they? So Mm -hmm. what, what do you advise late at night? So they've had their three meals. Um, what should they be eating in between or, or when would you advise them to stop eating? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so late night eating, usually uh, one of the first things is making sure that you're eating enough during the day. So mm-hmm. then you're not then you're not hungry. And for some people, it's three meals and two snacks. For some people, it's just three meals. Mm-hmm. It really depends on how you feel. And but the two snacks, Maria, what would you be recommending for the two snacks? For a rule of thumb with the snacks, I always say to pick a plant-based food. So that can be a piece of fruit, vegetables, it can mm-hmm. be nuts, it can be a slice of whole grain bread. And to pair that then with something that has protein or healthy fats in it. So that could be peanut butter, it could be hummus, it could be um, your nuts and seeds. And that snack then will kind of, it will have a bit of protein and a bit of fiber to mm-hmm. keep you full mm-hmm. in between meals. So you're not kind of finding yourself. And raising. I have a load of patients coming in telling me they're on rice cake with peanut butter. So how does that compare to the brown bread with the peanut butter from a health point of view? Yeah, so it would have, the rice cake would have less energy, less calories. Mm-hmm. But the bread would probably, you'd feel a bit more satisfied okay. from it. So I do, I see a lot of people who are trying to kind of choose the low energy and the low calorie options, which mm-hmm. can be beneficial, but we do need to give our bodies a certain amount of fuel. Mm-hmm. So what I find is that people are not eating enough during the day and then it comes to the evening. Mm-hmm. And if you're not eating enough, your hormones are kind of out of whack. Absolutely. And your body then, it's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to caveman times, it thinks that we're in a famine if we're not eating enough. Mm-hmm. And you have higher appetite hormones and it's not the salads that you'll be craving. It's the high calorie Mm -hmm. options that your body is going to crave then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have people saying to me, oh, Maria, it's I just I don't know what's wrong with me. And I'm like, you just we need to work with your body Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to punishing it. I mean, food is meant to be pleasurable. Yeah. And and that's what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. But to plan it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what happens when you do let yourself go too hungry then as well and you do then come home the evening? is your body will switch off the fullness signals. So you'll, your body actually is encouraging you to overeat in case another famine comes again tomorrow. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's all hormones, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the whole hormonal thing. And, and obviously avoid getting overtired because when we get overtired, yeah. we crave carbs, don't we? And that's yeah. the one thing we don't want to be eating before going to bed. Mm-hmm. And Maria, water, how much water um, are you recommending? And when do yeah, so if you take your body weight in kg mm-hmm. and multiply it by around 30 mils, it's usually mm-hmm. around two litres or so for, for most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important, like even a, a tiny amount of dehydration, it, it can affect your mood. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time people think they're hungry when they're just thirsty. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're kind of managing your weight, there's really there's a, a really cool study where they took overweight people and they just asked them, all they asked them to do was to drink a pint of water before breakfast, lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. No other changes. And they started to lose a pound a week. Just, Abs- just absolutely. And like all our lives are so busy. I actually personally drink two glasses before breakfast purely because I have a busy life. And at least mm-hmm. I know I've got that in. Yeah. And I've told patients about it and they found it very helpful. But you, you probably will have a glass at lunch and you're probably going to have a glass of dinner. But you don't want people drinking before they go to bed. Because yeah. it's going to disrupt sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Maria, then we, we come on then. So the normal the normal diet, say for an average, uh, how many calories per for a man and for a woman? For a woman, it's around 2,000 calories. And mm. for a man, maybe around 2,500. And what do you think of this FitPal thing that everyone is using? Do you oh. recommend it? Are you a fan? <laughs> what should they be using it? Or are there better things out there for them? I'll tell you a story. I had a, a client recently and she was keeping like a food mm. chart for me. And I just noticed it like 10 o'clock every night, there was really random things like a chicken breast one night, a bowl of Cocoa Pops another night. And I was like, oh, are you hungry at, at 10 o'clock mm. at night? And she's like, no, no, no. It's just because this app is telling me that I haven't met my 
protein needs so I'm eating this chicken breast before I go to bed God, and yes like I think getting strange dreams in the middle of the night as a result yeah, yes um our our bodies are not machines mm-hmm. um I think we need to tune back into our hunger and our fullness signals mm-hmm. and I think looking towards apps to tell you how much you need mm-hmm. um isn't isn't the best way to go Absolutely. about things. But Marie, I suppose it's the fault of us doctors and mm. dietitians that we haven't been out there enough educating the public mm-hmm. about what's norm. And then you have all these other people telling yeah. people and it's not evidence based, which is why I have you here today, because I want to educate people on, on what's the right thing to do, especially now because post COVID, everyone is focused mm-hmm. on getting back out there. They want to be healthy and, and what's more important than healthy eating. And that, that's what we're trying to focus on. Uh, both of us have a huge interest in women's health, Maria. So when it comes into perimenopause and menopause, when women's um, metabolism does definitely slow down and we notice women, you know, who have no problem maintaining weight and they're eating healthily and suddenly they put this on this tire around the midriff and it really upsets them and it affects their self-esteem. What needs to change um, mm-hmm. at around, you know, in the mid 40s or in perimenopause, menopause in women's diets? Because they do need to, to adapt mm-hmm. in order to allow for that slower metabolism. Can you advise us? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, so there's lots of things happening at that age and the hormones tend to be tend to be why you store that fat more so around your middle. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the weight gain itself is maybe that there's not as much exercise, but there's also a loss of your muscle. Mm-hmm. And that's a natural thing that happens with age. But Muscle is what keeps our metabolism going. So Mm -hmm. if somebody has muscle tissue, it's hungry. It needs to burn energy all the time to keep itself regenerating. Mm -hmm. So you want to have a lot more muscle tissue than fat tissue. So you have a higher metabolism. Mm -hmm. And what we need for muscle is stimulating the muscle with a little bit of resistance exercise. But then we need to go back to the protein again. Mm -hmm. We always think of protein for growing children, but Mm -hmm. it's actually something that it's the older population. And as you get Mm -hmm. older, we need more protein. And it's not that you need a high protein diet. Mm -hmm. It's that you need the optimum amount of protein. So So what exactly are we saying then, Maria, Mm -hmm. for, for women? So our body can only use a certain amount of protein Mm. at one time. So Mm -hmm. you want to be making sure that you're having protein at a a proper amount at breakfast, lunch and dinner. So Mm -hmm. it's usually around 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. Maybe a bit more as you get that bit older again, Mm -hmm. just to make sure that you are maintaining that muscle and that you're... So the weight resistance, the dumbbells, those sort of Mm. um, resistant exercises. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All of those things are Mm. important. Then I think at that age as well, um, it's just good to bring awareness to your behaviors mm. because maybe your kids are all leaving the house and maybe you're having um you're going meeting your friends more and you're having more pastries and coffees mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe you're like they actually alcohol is the intake is higher in the older population mm-hmm. which many of us don't realize absolutely that and particularly around covid um women in particular have put their hands up and said and, and everyone has drank more alcohol actually so it's something we need to be aware of and maria do women need to reduce their carbohydrates at, at this time because women do tend to eat a lot of carbohydrates as we know particularly mm-hmm. you know because they're running around it's the easiest thing to, to find they've be hectic lives so yeah Mm-hmm. Do they need to be aware of this? So I think as this time as we get older, so as I said, around two thousand calories a day for a woman. Mm. But then as you get older, you don't need as much mm. energy. You might it might go down to eighteen hundred calories, maybe a little less if you're not that active. Mm-hmm. And as I said, you need more protein. So mm-hmm. you actually need to kind of change the the quality of your diet. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you need it's not that you need less carbohydrates, but I suppose the the food that you're getting, you want it to be 
higher in protein. So maybe then it's going to naturally kind of shift. Reduce the, the carbohydrates. Yeah. Because, yeah. You're just going to make sure you have the right amount. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's more so just about keeping everything in balance. Mm-hmm. Very good. And fruit, Maria, I, I find an awful lot of women eat an awful lot of fruit. They don't seem to know how much is the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I would have patients coming in, they're not losing weight, but they're eating 10 pieces of fruit a day. You know, so, okay, yeah. and particularly women around between 45 and, and 50 who are tired because low estrogen, they're just getting tired from perimenopause, menopause, and they don't want to be going for the sweet thing so they're going for fruit mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what would you advise there yeah no, that's a good thing I usually don't tell people to, mm. to limit fruit mm. uh, but 10 servings of fruit would be quite mm. a lot mm. but we see it all the time <laughs> yeah because so they're trying to uh, I suppose they're trying to substitute for where they would have eaten uh, quite a lot of, of sugar yeah and they're, they're thinking they're doing better with the, with the fruit and, mm. and it's excessive what I would maybe say is if you are having your snack of your fruit like your apple or your banana you should be pairing that with something with the protein or the fat to to fill you up properly okay um, so, so it's the a Greek yogurt maybe yeah. at 11 o'clock with the apple and exactly. the same with 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 them um, and is, when isn't too much Greek yogurt can you how much can you have um, so a serving is probably around 125 grams mm-hmm. um so which is what a tablespoon no, that would probably be around three three tablespoons. Two, three tablespoons. Yeah. Good. Okay, so they yeah. could have that at eleven o'clock, and they could have that again at three. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. That'd be fine. It's okay. I suppose it is looking at your. But how many portions fruit of fruit would you be telling someone to to have? So we're aiming for at least five to seven portions of fruit and vegetables good. a day. So mm-hmm. you want fruit and vegetables. Vegetables. That's the good. So thing, maybe yes. they could swap out some of the fruit for maybe carrot sticks or mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe. And you know, there's some of these patients coming into me on the diets, and they're getting them to omit the the root vegetables what would you say to that Maria I think we're I think in that case you're probably looking at the wrong things Mm. like I think we should be encouraging people to eat fruit and veg and Mm. there's usually excusing the pun lower hanging fruit to be to be looked at so it could be that they're grazing on other things or they're not getting enough sleep or Mm -hmm. they're not exercising but usually it's it's not something I would be too worried about mm-hmm. and our blueberries and raspberries are they I mean seem, that they seems to be the new vogue why why is it that people are talking about you definitely have to have these fruits yeah what's um, better about them than all the others they're all good in mm-hmm. their own ways mm-hmm. the berries definitely have a little bit more fiber than some mm-hmm. of the other fruits mm-hmm. um and then they're rich in different things like the blueberries have anthocyanins in them which is a flavonoid mm-hmm. but each fruit has its own unique kind of Mm -hmm. selling points so I think that's why variety is important brilliant brilliant okay and what about frozen fruit Um, are we getting the same benefit with the frozen fruit as opposed to the fresh Maria because there's so much frozen now yeah that's a really good question Mm -hmm. and I think frozen is fine frozen Mm -hmm. fruit or frozen vegetables it's convenient it saves Mm -hmm. on food waste and I think the most important thing is making sure you're getting them in and you're eating enough of them fabulous fabulous frozen helps you with that then brilliant and Maria gut health because we both have a huge interest in gut health and my reasoning is that the research showing that 95 95% of our serotonin is produced by the live bacteria in the gut which is phenomenal and and the gut is such a big organ and people forget that but uh, you know this whole thing about probiotics prebiotics can you just advise us on on what we should be doing yeah Mm -hmm. what's the evidence base telling us yeah when it comes to gut the the main the key messages are that we need to be having around 30 grams of fiber a day and Mm -hmm. 30 different uh, varieties of plant-based foods a week Mm -hmm. so think of the 30 and the 30 and uh, if you're getting them, that's that's what we're all kind of striving mm-hmm. for. 
and our gut bacteria. So if you were to take out the bacteria that's in your gut and put it on a weighing scale, it weighs two kg. My goodness. Yeah, there's over around 40 trillion uh, bacterial cells in your body. So mm. we're actually more uh, microbial than we are human. Mm. And we know that they are linked to your metabolism, to mm. your appetite, to um, your insulin, everything. So there's a huge uh, link to all sorts of um, health conditions. So it's really important to be looking at your gut. So I think the main thing is eating the um, the fiber and the variety. Mm-hmm. Probiotics then, so probiotics are live bacteria that when they're taken in a certain amount, they can infer maybe a health benefit. Mm -hmm. So for the general population, there's no real um, evidence to suggest that we need to take them. Mm -hmm. You really just want to be focusing on the fiber and the variety of fruit in your fruit in your diet. Mm -hmm. There is certain conditions like if you've been taking antibiotics or maybe you have IBS that they might be worth trialing. But with a lot of them, they have to get to your gut to work Mm -hmm. and they need to go through your stomach to get there and the acid can actually kill kill them. Okay. So they're quite expensive. So they're not something Mm. that I think because some of them are drinks, aren't they? They, Yeah. The simple one is a drink. Yeah. 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 So there's it's definitely a really exciting area. Mm. There's more coming out all the time. But But we need more research on it. We need more research Mm. and there's certain ones that will that are for certain conditions. So it's kind of like you Mm. wouldn't go to your doctor and ask them for a blood pressure medication Mm. for your cholesterol. Okay. You know, it's, it's yes. the same with the with the probiotics. Okay, very good. And going back to women, because menopause month is, is coming up uh, next month, you know, calcium, vitamin D, magnesium, what should they be taking uh, in particular? So, you know, mm-hmm. pre-menopause to build up the bone and then during menopause. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Our bone health is so important. Mm. Um, and I think as women, we don't um, put enough attention on mm. it. So um, you need... As a teenager, you need five servings of dairy. So that can be a glass of milk would be a serving, um, a portion of cheese, a yogurt would be a serving. Mm -hmm. Then as an adult, you need around three servings a day to maintain your bone. Mm -hmm. And same through menopause, unless you, um, I think all women should be getting a DEXA scan around the age of 40 or 50 Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. to just see their baseline and if you have osteoporosis, you will need more. Mm-hmm. And the DEXA scan, as you said, just shows whether yeah. or not your, your bones are normal. Yes. Yeah. Go yeah. On and the important thing then is the vitamin D, because mm-hmm. the vitamin D will help us with absorbing the, the calcium. Mm-hmm. So we should all really be taking a supplement because we don't get vitamin mm-hmm. D in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and a thousand units a day, Maria, or what, what, what would you suggest? Yeah, so mm-hmm. 10 micrograms, which would be 400 IU. But you can go mm-hmm. up to, uh, I actually take the 1,000. And that's because sometimes I forget to take it. So at least mm. if I take it four times a week, I'm yes. doing OK. Yes, good girl, good girl. Very good, very good. But yeah, the recommendations would be around the, the 10 micrograms a day. And then over 65, it's actually 15 micrograms a day. Brilliant. And magnesium, Maria? So magnesium, there's definitely a lot more attention coming to magnesium. Mm. And if you are taking a calcium supplement, it is good to be taking that with on a two to one ratio mm. with magnesium. Mm-hmm. For most people, though, if you're eating, if you're getting your five to seven servings of vegetables, Mm -hmm. your fruit and vegetables, if you're eating dairy, if you're eating a balanced diet with nuts and seeds and things, you should be getting enough magnesium, we think. And and probably calcium as well, Maria. Yeah. Because one of the big things, there was a study done that you can overdo calcium and and Mm -hmm. add to plaque burden, which we don't want. So the vitamin D is the big one, really, we need to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. When it comes to supplements, it Mm. will be vitamin D. But if you're following a balance, 
balanced diet and you're not cutting out any food groups, you should be able to get your calcium mm. and your magnesium from your food. And what about the studies that are showing that an addi- additional magnesium is helping with sleep, particularly for women that are on perimenopause, menopause? What would you say to those? Yeah, there is there is research coming out. Um, I suppose it would depend. I would always chat with your healthcare provider mm. um, about the about the magnesium because mm. with anything you can take too much of mm-hmm. a supplement as well. So yeah, exactly. If you're, you should be able to get it from your food. Good girl. Mm-hmm. And Maria, vegan diets, vegetarian diets, yes, elite diets, all these diets that we're hearing about. What's your concern as a as a dietitian? What's mm-hmm. your concern? If people want to follow a diet for ethical reasons, that's fine. Um, we're all entitled to follow mm. our whatever way of eating that we'd like. But it's just making sure that you are following and you're meeting the nutritional gaps. Mm-hmm. So if you are a vegan, again, you're cutting out the, the dairy. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to be looking at your calcium and your iron. You're mm-hmm. going to have to be looking at your vitamin D. Your iodine is another big one. That Absolutely, with thyroid. Yes. Yeah, mm. because our main sources are dairy and seafood in Ireland. So if you're a vegan, you're cutting those out. Mm. So that's why, again, you need to be making sure that these almond milks and things that you're taking are fortified. Very good. I think that's a terrific point. Yes, go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. The other one then for a vegan diet would be B12, mm-hmm. because, again, that comes from animal products. So Absolutely. you need to make sure you can get it from things like nutritional yeast, mm-hmm. but you might need to take a supplement for that. Um, omega-3s would be another one mm-hmm. because they come from oily fish. Mm-hmm. So you may need to you can get them from things like walnuts, but it's just not as good as the as the oily fish, unfortunately. <laughs> and we have patients coming in taking sauerkraut, which um, is, is big in Poland, actually. But, you know, wh- what's the benefit of, of this to the diet? Yeah. So it's a fermented food mm. and that goes back to our gut health. So we think we don't have great research. So things like kefir as well would be mm. another fermented food. The research isn't really there, mm-hmm. but there, it does seem like that these fermented foods can be good for your gut. So mm-hmm. I do think there you don't necessarily need to be cutting them out of your diet. OK, very yeah. good. So in summary, then you're saying that breakfast is really important because, again, people can miss breakfast, which a lot do. Mm-hmm. A lot actually get up at seven, have a breakfast at, at the first break, which is half nine, because they're missing out on kickstarting the metabolism. Isn't that correct? Mm-hmm. And you're saying having having equal portions, which I thought was very because, as you said, don't have the, the big plate till the dinner you know yeah. equal portions three times a day mm-hmm. and get a protein and and carbine isn't that isn't that what you were saying yeah uh, equal amounts mm-hmm. so the porridge with the greek yogurt and you were saying how much nuts maria because some people throw yeah. see, quantities are a big <laughs> a big thing quantity is a big thing yes um, so how much sunflower seeds and much chia seeds yeah yeah know. so nuts it's usually around 40 grams is around a serving and then maybe mm. two dessert spoons of seeds kind of would be a serving as well because that is it we need to watch our portion mm. sizes because because even if something is good for you, too much of a healthy food can lead to weight gain as well. So watch with too too much of sunflower seeds, for example. I mean, I have patients coming in with three tablespoons and four tablespoons of sunflower seeds on their porridge. So what's the okay? Yeah, that that's a lot as well. Yes. <laughs> so it's not necessarily. I would be trying to push in your blueberries and mm. your and your raspberries. It's about bringing balance that's into the, the, into the yeah. meals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good girl. And then you're going for your uh, dinner, which you t- described as having the veg half the plate mm-hmm. the quarter carb and then the meat the oily fish and then you said in the evening you would want a salad plate mm-hmm. with the with the again the meat or the fish 
and um, then you spoke about the almond milk if they're they're using it it must be fortified and make sure they're getting there and then the servings of fruit was five to seven but that was including vegetables wasn't it so if they got uh, two portions of fruit and three of veg or whatever you Mm -hmm. know to to make sure and then sweet things what are you going to allow them (laughs) (laughs) what are you going to allow them per day so I we need to enjoy our food yes Um, I think you need to focus on making sure you're getting it's about bringing everything into your into your diet Um, but I think we need to be able to enjoy our food as well and Mm. it's just about portion control and I don't think we should put anything off limits or put anything up on a pedestal because that just makes us want it more so I have a load of women coming into me on two squares of 85% dark chocolate which sounds very sour would you let them have a hundred calorie bar (laughs) yeah I I think I think if you're going to eat something you might as well enjoy it yes yes yeah absolutely not to be too stringent on it yeah Yeah, yeah, absolutely Uh, um, Maria you're, you're a fountain of knowledge you really are and I suppose one of the things that I I wanted to do today was to really just te- educate people on what's healthy because I thought people are getting the source from everywhere but I think to get it from some a dietitian who's four years qualification in Trinity College here which is down the road and then with all your, your extra training that you got in acute medicine and so forth and your research I felt was really really important. What's the difference Maria just out of interest for me between a dietitian and nutritionist? Yeah. So dietitian, if somebody is able to call themselves a registered dietitian, Mm. it's like having a quality assured mark Mm -hmm. because it's a protected title by law. So unfortunately, anybody at all can call themselves a nutritionist. They can have never, ever opened a book. Mm -hmm. They can have done a two hour course online from Groupon and they can call themselves a nutritionist. But to call yourself a registered dietitian. If you do so and you're not qualified, you can be prosecuted by law. Mm-hmm. Um, but to call yourself a registered dietitian, you need to have studied for at least four years, mm-hmm. sometimes six years if you do it as a master's, mm-hmm. because nutrition is complicated. You need to You've learn got all the different, yeah. um, you know, kidney, liver, everything. It's all integrated pancreas. So, yes. so much to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have to abide by a code of professional conduct and ethics. So I can't go off tomorrow on Instagram and try and sell you some magical pill or something like that Um, so Koru is the registering is the professional body that Mm. uh, regulates us and we also need to keep up a professional standard so every year we need to be showing that we're continuously learning and that we're keeping up to date because there's new research and new evidence in terms of so important of to stay up to date yeah it really is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah Maria you're a fountain of knowledge I'm, I'm just so delighted with it is because you know for women and men listening to this podcast we just need to educate people on on diet healthy eating but what's what's normal and I think where people are being fed so much mm-hmm. on social media uh, and they really need to be guided where what website can they be if they have further questions they want to ask you Maria have you got a website that you yeah. can just tell us yeah so my website is marialucyrd.com very good and then I'm on Instagram Maria Lucy RD underscore dietitian girls you might just take some questions or see people or refer them on or whatever Uh, that would be great Maria because I think it's been brilliant and thank you so much because our food is so important it's it's so part of our our lives Mm -hmm. but it's really important that we're getting the right information that's evidence based so I really appreciate it and thank you very much for for joining us today thank Thank you you very much for having me 